a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is the Red Bud Wrap-Up. Presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars, Maxis.com. Uh, MXST's out now. A premium high-end tire from the folks at uh, Maxis, and uh, they've been doing a lot of work with this thing. And AJ Cantanzaro used it in Supercross to qualify a bunch, so you know it's good. And thanks to Alpine Stars as well. Uh, A4 chest protector, the A1 chest protector. Uh, they got a whole line of mountain bike stuff that I've been running, uh, not, not surprisingly, by the way. Tech 7, the boot of choice for me. If you don't want a boot with a booty, if you have bigger calves, if you have wider feet like I do, this is the boot for you, so please check out Alpine Stars uh, for all the things that you got. And uh, you know Anderson, Barsha, Eli, tons of guys wearing Alpine Stars. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, though, for title sponsoring this thing. FlyRacing.com, Zach Osborne, uh, Justin Bogle leading laps in Fly Racing gear this weekend. Blake Baggett leading laps in Fly Racing gear this weekend. Those guys are going to be stoked on that. It's fly Racing everywhere. Uh, 2020 gear out now, or out, out now, my bad, out soon. So please check that out. And, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Fly Racing, for making this happen. Wygant, as you'll find out, isn't on this pod. Daniel Blair is a very worthy addition, uh, as well as Jason Thomas. So we're going to go over everything that we, we saw and heard uh, from Redbud. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Let's do this. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, brought to you by Alpine Stars and Maxis, we're going to talk Redbud and all that happened uh, there. Uh, first up, from Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com, Montreal Supercross winner in the past, German Supercross champion. He wasn't there, but he did watch it in depth, probably while also watching some MotoGP. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Yes, I was watching all kinds of stuff. Uh, MXGP in Indonesia, Moto from Redbud, MotoGP from Germany. So, yeah, lots of lots of uh, motorcycle racing this weekend. It's pretty cool. The Indonesian MXGP, I... Don't understand the time zone that was in because I had a Saturday night flight, got home, and I think the motors were going. And I'm like, yeah. what, what time is this? <laughs> I don't even know. Well, I mean, you've been to, well, I mean, you know how it's the same like Australia and you know it, Japan. They're all 10 is, to 12 hours ahead. Is that the same so, for that? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's straight north of uh, Australia, a little bit little bit west of like what Sydney or Melbourne would be, but pretty okay. much just straight north. All right, sounds good. Also on the line, not the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, not the voice of GNCC, but he is the pit reporter for Supercross Series, and he's a regional lights arena cross champion, Daniel Blair. What's up, DB? It's about time you called the outdoor expert. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what we were thinking too. Same thing. Um, Wygant is on vacation and uh, said he didn't want to do the pod. He just did. He just didn't want to do it. So, you know, DB, we called you. So if you do a good job, Wygant's out. Well, I'm going to sabotage on purpose. I've told you before, I listen to this show every Monday. Mm-hmm. And you're ruining my Monday morning routine right now. So uh, oh, yeah. hopefully he's all good and he gets the break he needs and he deserves. That's a good point. He's back at it in two weeks. Right. That's a good point. Uh, I'm just glad you're watching the outdoors now, Daniel. This is after a few every years lap, of, you know, yeah. Every lap of every round. Right. And like this one, probably the best. All right. Okay. Fantastic. How are you doing with those things that I've told you to talk to Feld about? That list. Well, uh, haven't really been communicating much. Actually read on your Twitter this weekend about some schedule stuff for 2020 Supercross that I didn't know about. So oh, okay. It's it's going like that. There are some, some rum, rumblings out there from people in the industry. They've seen the schedule, talked the schedule, and I've heard, I heard it a few weeks ago, but I heard it from enough people now that I felt comfortable putting that out uh, as a rumor because I think that these people aren't necessarily talking to each other, so it's out there a little bit, so... Well, I saw one of the responses to your Twitter was Sean Brennan. So yeah. he, didn't, uh, he didn't deny what you said. He didn't confirm it. Right. But he didn't deny it. So uh, right. maybe it, there's something there. Refreshing, though, uh, because in the past I would put something like that out on Twitter, and I guarantee you certain people would lose their minds over that, over a rumor tweet. Uh, the PR guy now, Sean Brennan, gets it, and he said, hey, you're talking Supercross in the summer. He liked it. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how it works. So, I don't know. I just... It's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the series. Uh, series schedule always uh, always exciting to, to see and everything else. So, I just hope, JT, it's out earlier than last year. Please, Jesus, make it out earlier than last year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Um, from the the talks I had with them, they were, they were thinking it was going to be uh, June. So... It's later than they were hoping already, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to have the big scheduling issues they did last year. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. July, August is fine. December, not so fine. November, whenever, <laughs> whenever it was, it was super late. But anyways, I think it was. Uh, I think Denver was the big problem last year, oh, and yeah. they really wanted it in the schedule, but they couldn't get it finalized. So, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, if it dropped tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, let's get into uh, Red Bud. Well, the French took three out of the four motos. First race back after the motocross of nations, where, of course, France won. So clearly they're very feeling very comfortable at Red Bud. JT, if – well, it's kind of a dumb question a little bit because if Marvin doesn't crash, but he was pretty far back, does he, cause does he go 1-1 was going to be my question, but he was pretty far back. Off the start. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, you never know. I mean, he kind of went through everybody at Southwick, but uh, <clears throat> I just didn't get that feeling that he was going to run away with, with the first moto even right. from where he was. So, well, um, I I'll, just think we're we lost. You know, we lost Osborne, which sucks, but we have some parity right now. You know, even the guys that aren't maybe finishing so well, like Bogle and Baggin, these guys are up there leading laps. So. You never really know who's going to be at the front. I mean, even Anderson, Roxon, for at least 15 minutes, Roxon can run at the front for sure. I mean, he may have he may have the most early lap speed of anybody right now. Webb's obviously getting back into his, his flow a little bit too. So um, I was thinking about it the other day. This might be the 
the closest that everybody's been in the 450 class in decades as far as points you mean the or range just, the range yeah. of speed you know right, there's right. a bunch of guys that can all go with each other yeah um osborne's out i imagine he'll be out for uh two or three weeks jt at least he's he's hoping for millville yeah uh, i would bet he's gonna have to get some stuff looked at tomorrow um but we'll see i mean it's from the injury he's thinking it is, it's not catastrophic, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm assuming he'll go get an MRI tomorrow. It's, it's not going to happen with a week off, in my opinion. Like, I just I don't see it, but maybe. Um, what did you think of using the Disnation start? Oh, it's way better. That start was terrifying before. <laughs> uh, I had cra- I've crashed in it a few times. Never anything really scary as far as where I hurt myself. Uh, but Joe Aloff broke his neck there uh, in 05. I, I've just seen some really, really big get-offs. Um, anytime your turn, everybody turns wide, while they're wide open is really scary. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, anything that's a straight line where it's just one, one breaking zone and a straight line, I'm all for versus turning while you're going 50 miles an hour. So the Euros are going to say, hey, when we come to America, Bud's Creek and Red Bud, we, we build better starts? Is that what they're going to say? I think the Buds. I think the Buds Creek start sucks. Uh, yeah. I hate it. I think it's really unfair, and I've never liked it. But I didn't get that feeling with Red Bud. It wasn't so inside dependent. You know, you could be more in the middle and still get a good start. Yeah. Where Buds Creek, the way they positioned it, yep. you know, like watching Villapoto whole shot both motos in 07, it was just crazy unfair, and it always has been. It always has. As long been. as you yeah. make a sharp left, yeah. then it's yeah well, it's ridiculous. Amart had the 19th gate pick. Uh, five over from the box, I think it was. Second motor pulled the whole shot. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it was it was fine. It's right. fair. That starts fair. Right. I I think they're trying to be the same, but however it's laid out or, or right. just in practicality, it it doesn't end up being the same as Butch Creek is. So Daniel Marvin goes down in the first moto. Uh, has to wait. I, I don't understand this, and, and this goes to, to, to Travis Marks too. By the way, Marks crashed on Blue Crew last week, pushing it, and got trapped underneath the bike and just started waving his hand for someone to, to ride over and help him off the bike, which Cooksey did. Now, Marvin also just laid there. Now, I've been underneath bikes, as have you two. I feel that you can just start kicking your legs and you can get out from under your bike. I don't understand the waiting until someone gets his bike off me thing. Now, look, I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't crash like Marvin. I'm not as good. But I've been trapped under bikes, and if you just kind of Wiggle and move, you can get out from under a bike. But Marks and Marvin just laid there. I don't know. I mean, I uh, Daniel. <laughs> I, 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 I found that weird. I, was, I found that weird. I, I I did too, and I was actually thinking about that when I was watching it. And the only thing that I could think of, I guess, at that time was maybe he realized he wasn't getting burned. So he didn't want to wiggle and move and potentially put something on to him and burn him. So he's like, you know what, this sucks, but I'll ride it out until someone gets it off me. Because I've been trapped under my bike before, and I, same thing. It was just my lower half. I kicked it off. But that thing was like on his shoulders and on kind of like the back of his – I'm thinking he must have just not wanted to get burned. And he was like, well, I'm not getting sizzled now, so my, I'll wait until okay. someone gets us off. Okay, so if my house is on fire but the bedroom isn't burning, <laughs> I'll just stay in my bedroom? <laughs> I'm not saying it was a good idea. I'm just I'm I, trying to I, I'm trying to reason my, with what I saw. That's my it. reaction of the track is like, oh my god, he's out cold. 
like, oh my god, this is really bad. Oh my, like, seriously, my reaction was like, oh shit. And then he just popped up and got his way and rode amazing to get all the way to seventh. I just like, but, but you can wiggle your legs and get out from under your bike. I don't under, I don't know, JT. Is this, is this just, is this a stupid point? Am I nitpicking? I don't understand. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I, I do think, and he even made mention of it, I think he was worried about the rear tire and there's a sprocket and chain and all kinds of things moving, especially if well, you know the bike's still running. Um, I'm not asking him to reach to down there. Otherwise, Just move why, your, move well, your legs. Otherwise, why would he not try to move? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying that's the only logical reason and what about why Marks? he wouldn't be trying to get out. What about Marks? There's no explanation for Marks. He, he's, yeah. Marks is his own animal. He just started waving his hand, just laying there. I don't get it. Again, I've crashed so many times. I had the bike on me, and, I, and I've and i been, you know, and I, you just kind of wiggle and move your legs like you're running, right? And you just kind of get the bike off you. I, I don't no, know. Steve, uh, I got it. I okay. know what happened. All right. He goes down. He's looking at the soil underneath him. He's like, I thought they said they never added sand here. Right. This is sand. <laughs> I think he I don't was know. just evaluating the soil. That's all. I don't know. I just, my first reaction, I saw the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is really bad. That's what I thought, and then there was no problems. So, anyways, um, Daniel Marvin was great, though. I mean, you, know, he was, you saw how far back he was, all the way to seventh. Second moto, see you later. I'm out of here. Like, he won last year at the Red Bud, of course. Great, great ride for Marvin. Yeah, he was good, but the problem is is the pattern, and it seems like this pattern has been almost every year in the 450 class. Always starts a little off with some issues, catches fire in the middle, and just puts on a three, four-week clinic where you're like, wow, this is the best guy in the class. Gets maybe close in points or at least starts creeping up and then has a couple issues and loses ground. It's like every year Supercross Outdoor, the same thing. So as impressive as it is, I, I feel like I've seen these rides from him indoor and outdoor over the years, and it it's never enough to really keep him in contention for the points, but man, he can go on a run for a month where he is undeniably the best guy. And it's just, it's not just the wins. It's the way it looks. He just looks perfect. And that track was tough. And he somehow has like a really like crafty way of making tough tracks look easy. And yeah, he, he, he's on one right now. He, he's definitely found something. Uh, but again, it's just, he's always too far behind. And then, once he gets close enough to maybe make a run, something happens and he loses all the ground again. It's it's, it's every year. How about Tomac's pass on Anderson, JT? Moto. Well, oh. I mean that's that when Tomac's on. That's the kind of stuff he does. I don't. There is no logical explanation for it. He almost defies physics at times. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's that's the whole thing with Tomac is there's no explanation for how he can do that, and then there's no explanation for why he looks so off other times. Like it's it's the most of both worlds like it's the opposite ends of the spectrum sometimes so what i mean you got the win as impressive of it yeah what 47 i mean you got the win like you're i know i know it's just weird like the second moto he's 10 seconds down you know and he just i don't know it just doesn't look like he has the pace or the speed or you know and then he'll just pull out these crazy balls moves do you think deal man do you think I mean, Marvin started closer. Marvin started about four, three or four spots higher than him, you know, uh, Baggett led. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, do you think he was like, oh, Marvin's got it. I don't need him for the overall? No, I don't think so at all. I just okay. don't think he could go with them at the beginning. Right. Like, I think that's, 
his problem a lot of times. Like in Florida, he just didn't have his own pace. Like he's riding beneath his capability a lot of these times, and I think that's what he did at the beginning of the second moto this weekend. He riding, he's riding far below I, his potential, I and think, I don't know okay. that there's an explanation for it. I think a little bit of it. I mean, I, I think you're being harsh on him then, then for this weekend than he deserves, to be honest. But well, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm saying he's so great. Like, he got I up to second. He rides to his potential all the time. Well, he got up to second. Marv was gone. No, I know. You know he did I what know, he had I'm to just do. Saying, but for a guy that good, as good as he is, right, he's, he's going to be the three-time defending champ, most likely, right? For him to get dropped by 10 seconds in the first half of the moto doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, he didn't start 20th, you know? Yeah, no, he started. It's weird. That's yeah. all. First lap was uh I'm not, I'm not trying to be hard on him at all. Yeah. I'm just saying it's strange. That's I, it. I, didn't, I thought this weekend you just kind of say, hey, Marv got the start, better start, and he was riding great, you know? Okay, well, so. well answer this for me, though. You know, okay, he's, he's getting into rare air with the number of race wins he's got. He's going to be a three-time champ. I'm going to guess he'll probably add a Supercross championship at some point. I could just God help more us. Likely than God help happen, us if right? he doesn't, right? <laughs> you know, you and he's getting into this this level where you're comparing him to the Dungies and Bopotos and all these guys. I just don't remember rides from them like that. I just don't. And and they probably happened and I just, you know, I'm I'm victim of the moment right now. But it's just weird to me. Like I don't, I don't get it. Well, he's so crazy good, and maybe he's just managing it. Like his dad said, when he's not comfortable, he just rides to the level he feels comfortable with, and that's it. And maybe that really is the case. Well, it's just we haven't seen that very often in the sport from a guy that's as good as he is, a guy that's this dominant and won this much. We don't see rides like that, or we haven't seen rides like that from the other guys in that level. First moto was great. He was on fire. See you later. Um, Anderson has had the overall win. In his grasp, two weeks in a row, Daniel, uh, late, mm, not late, middle of the moto, middle of the second moto. He hasn't been able to hang on to it, but second overall this weekend, 2-4. What about Anderson, Daniel? Uh, he looks good. Um, I mean, I obviously this is my first time talking to you guys this outdoor season, but I've been impressed overall through the whole thing. Just, again, he's not known as an outdoor guy, which might be a little unfair. He also put on one of the most awesome u.s motocross of nations rides maybe ever so it's not like the guy can't ride outdoor we've seen motos like here and there but for the most part i think this is the best he's been throughout seven rounds i mean i would love to look back actually and look at the points and see where he's been at this point in years past because i don't remember him being this good every week and yeah i know was it southwick i think was the one where he was a little bit off whatever you're gonna have a day like that but for the most part he's been like this all year aggressive Mm -hmm. and even though he's not closing them what stands out to me is that at least for half or 20 minutes, he's as good as Eli or as good as Ken. He's as good as those guys. And, yeah, he hasn't got that overall and maybe closed it down, but yeah. he just looks at the top pace, which, um, again, that, that just excites me, excites me for the future because, obviously, after Supercross, I was kind of questioning, like, how is this guy going to be now yeah. with winning that title? Is he going to kind of collapse and fade off? But he seems motivated, and you can see it because he's digging for these overalls. And I, I mean, I think he can get one, but he's going to have to put two of those things together, and then hope for Eli to have a goofy moto or Marv to have a moto where he's under his bike. And you know, I don't know if he can those guys straight up motos, but I think he could sneak an overall just a little more than he's doing. Um, but overall, I mean, super good. And again, I'm. 
No, you're breaking. You're, you're breaking. Around. You're breaking up. So move, move somewhere. You were. You were good. Sorry, yeah, I didn't okay. even. That's all right. It's Sacramento. It was, it was the Earth. It's Sacramento. I didn't even move. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah. that's uh, that's what I want to know. I want to know where he's at after seven rounds compared to years past. I just don't remember him being this good and consistently he, always up there. Oh, I, this is his best season. I mean, maybe that two. Maybe his last year in two fifties. He was. I feel like he was a fourth, fifth place guy all summer. You know, I, maybe not. Um, he's been. He is uh, he's 14 points up on Webb. Webb was better than him last weekend, JT, but I do feel like Anderson's been better than Webb right now, more times than not. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I haven't really put too much thought into comparing him. Um, they've been kind of about the same, I guess. I think Anderson is still building a bit. You know, he's coming off an injury, and he's getting better. Um, I think Anderson's raw speed is really, really, really good. The thing that Webb is doing is he's putting himself in good positions most times. Like his starts have been really good. Uh, he's just got to find that extra little, yeah. you know, one or two percent. Um, and I think he will by the end of the season. I think he's still getting better, but it is curious to see him kind of go backwards, though. And that's really been the story of his outdoor season: his great start and then work himself backwards. Um, so we'll see if he can work those bugs out. And, and I know it's from, you know, Supercross hangover, and I think he's made mention of it, and it's pretty easy to see. But uh, he's still got a couple more months here to, well, I guess six more weeks to yeah. to figure it out or try to find a win. Dude, he's fine. He's got the four of the Supercross title. He's no, fine. I, he's, yeah. no, I, I get it. No problem. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying right. with the workload he's still doing, I think, yeah. you know, those guys don't play around. He's right. not He's not doing all this work for nothing. Right. Like he's not going to want to go to the race and say, ah, whatever, I want Supercross. Who cares? Right. The, the weeks are hard, so um, he's going to want to get results out of it. Daniel, did you listen to my Roxon post-race interview? I know, JT, you probably did. I don't know if Daniel... No, okay. I'm curious. What did he say? Because I'm, I'm uh, baffled. Yeah, JT, did you listen to it? He. I did not yet. No, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's bomb, man. <laughs> he's bomb. He's signing autographs for fans, which is cool. He's taking photos, you know. I don't Think he's in the greatest of moods. He led uh, he led seven laps this weekend in the second moto, and uh, you know early on the motos, he, he I said, is it just a case of where you're you're just pinning it, and then if it if it feels good, you maybe can grab the win, but if it doesn't, oh well, you drop back, and that's what it is. And there's no pacing yourself. Like that's what kind of was getting at. Like, could you pace yourself and 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 do better? I I don't know. I don't know. And then he posted on his Instagram how frustrating it is, and they're they're still testing and everything else. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the simple fact is if he was 100% healthy and fit, he would be winning a lot of motos right now, in my opinion. I, I think oh, yeah. Eli is leaving the door open so many times. And Kenny, he shows the, the first half of the race that he has the pace. He goes to the front or leads a lot of these races. He just can't hold it together. So, you know, maybe Eli still wins the title, but Kenny would be making this very interesting if he was healthy. Daniel? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the sad part is, is, Obviously, we want these guys to all be at their best. Um, and with Kenny, it, it's hard to watch. The second moto, I couldn't help but notice, even when he was out front, Marvin's closing on him, then Marvin gets him, and you got a chance to see Kenny for a few laps. And you could tell almost that he either was starting to feel it or he knew something was coming because he definitely started kind of laboring, doing everything, just kind of more like half pace, wheeling over things. You could tell the intensity was gone, and it – it was almost like a flip switch compared to what you see in the early laps where he is by far, I think, the best rider in the class, maybe in the whole sport at opening laps. And then halfway through, he looks sluggish. He looks like he's just like almost 
Like he knows it's coming right. or he knows the window is closing down and yeah. he's going to run out. So he starts babying everything. And then you're just like feeling for the guy yeah. because he puts himself in the position to get it done. And then he can't. And it's, it's kind of hard to watch. To be honest, at second moto, I, I notice it more than ever where he was really laboring everything and just trying to survive. And it just, it's just not a good look compared to what you see early laps. JT, I said last week if he's going to keep doing what been, he's been doing, then he should not race or Honda should bench him or he should go and get healthy. But uh, if he's going to go 6-3 and lead laps, keep going out there, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, we, you've been uh, mentioning that, and I was curious. I didn't really have a strong opinion either way, but it sounds like from his post that he's going to keep trying. Um, yeah. You know, the, the toughest part of all of this is they don't have any real answers or at least any that they're sharing that's the real problem. You know, it's hard to get better from something that you don't, when you don't know what the problem is. So, you know, is he doing himself more harm than good by being out there? We don't know. We don't even know what's, yeah. what's going yeah, on yeah. with knows? him or what's right, wrong with right. him. So how do you know what's going to make you better? So it's, I can't imagine how frustrating it is to have all of the science and modern medicine and all the tests. He's probably done a million blood tests and everything already, I would assume and they still don't have their finger on it. That, that's got to be tough to deal with, especially under the microscope these guys are in. You know, mm-hmm. There's so much money and pressure and expectations and everything, and to go out there and ride around, you know, like Southwick to ride around and being getting passed by John Short at the end, like that's got to be so hard to swallow and not just freak out. What about the guys on the Internet saying, give, give Short rocks and spike, man? Well, there's always going to be idiots. Okay. I mean, that's just right. That's <laughs> right. So, Daniel, maybe you should delete that post when you said that to Kenny. <laughs> oh, okay, I will. I'll get right on okay. it. My bad. All right. Um, good good day for your old team, JT. Bogle, Baggett, Bloss. Uh, Bogle led four laps. Uh, Blake won – or Blake led a lap. Um, yeah, good day for, for all three guys. Yeah, they uh, – you know, to have all three of those guys in the top ten, I don't think that's exactly the goal going into the weekend. You know, I think they they want Blake to be – battling for wins. I think that's the level they expect him to be on. But when you really look at it and sit back and analyze the entire day, to have three three riders on your independent team inside the top ten is is a good a nice claim to have for sponsors. So um you gotta find the silver lining sometimes. Somebody told me pointed out that seven guys in the top ten were KTMs. One, two, three Well when Savachi yeah, took a digger. So oh, six. Six out of ten were top t- were, were KTM's. Yeah, um, yeah no, uh, good to see Bogle. It's, it's so weird this sport, man, because Bogle is going through a rough time at, at at the WW Ranch and at Southwick, and you never even noticed him. And you know the temperature, and you know he's not an outdoor guy anyways, despite him winning a, a national, which was a great ride. But he's not really an outdoor guy and everything else. And just first moto, yeah, I'm going to lead four laps. You know, you're just like I give up. I, I I give up. He gets fourth. I don't know about the sport anymore. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna it makes be... no sense. Like no moves moves Webb out of the way on the first lap. Yeah, and just <clears throat> takes command of the race for several laps, and you're just like, who is this guy? Yeah, like it's, it's cool to see because yeah. you love to see the unexpected and the unpredictability yeah. and guys that are not expected to be up front running up front. That's what makes racing great. But you're Still scratching your head, going, yeah. "What the hell is going on?" If Bogle goes four six five five six four seven five every weekend, that's a that's an awesome job, you know. But it won't. He won't. He won't. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, 
Yeah, Baggett, uh, I guess, JT, like you said, with a whole shot uh, in Moto2, you'd like to see better from Blake. He crashed at some point. Uh, kind of, by the way, he crashed last year, too. Um, and then uh, gets ninth. But seventh for Blake is a, is a, is a victory right now for him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good job. It's something to build on for Blake. What, you think so? I, I, I'm torn. I mean, because <clears throat> you see him go out and win the first moto at high point, no problem. Yeah, I don't know. That's a long and, time ago now to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no opinion. But clearly he's not right, or 100% anyway. Um, I don't think he's, like, hurt, you know. Air quotes around hurt, but I don't think he's at full fitness or full strength. Mm-hmm. So, And that's that looks, you know, it's pretty apparent in his riding. Yeah. But you never really know what you're going to get, and it just – even with a whole shot, you know, the old the Blake from two years ago, you'd be like, oh, man, like yeah. he, he might win this, or he's for sure going to be on the podium, but he just doesn't seem like he has that complete package right now. So uh, um, I don't, you know, I haven't really asked and I haven't really pried to see what the, the real deal is, but you can tell he's not at the level he wants to be. Uh, Daniel, Dean Wilson came back first race since uh, your series put him out in Denver. <laughs> um, and and he, both motos, he worked from the back. Came up from uh, crashes, 12-7 on the day. Came from 33rd to 12th in Moto1. Uh, I'll take that. I, I had a bet with someone that Benny Bloss beats Dean Wilson, and I won the bet, but barely, because I just didn't think Dean would be this good with crashes even after missing so much time. But that's a good start for Dean, ninth overall. And, yeah, if he can if he can do, keep improving on that, Daniel, it'll be pretty good. Yeah, and you would think he will. I mean, they you you expect guys to get better every week as they get more comfortable, get stronger, get acclimated back to being around the team. So, yeah, definitely a good start for him. But, I mean, he's a hard one to read, too, because you don't know how much prep he's really had. But then he has so much natural talent that you feel like he could almost kind of do anything. Um, so I, I would say he finished probably right around where I thought, like inside the top ten, but barely. Um, I didn't get to see him that much. Right. Um, no, he was charging, man. Screen goes. Yep. But I, I, I mean, pretty good start for him. I, I think it's good that he came back at this one um, because I think it's a track that these guys all like. And I, I know, like, who who came back last week? Plessinger. Um, Plessinger. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you come back to, like, the worst one ever. I mean, even, even in your best, you're going to be a little miserable there. So I don't know if that was the smartest one to come back to. For Dean, it's like you go back to a track that you love. Everybody does. And I think it's probably just a little bit better mood. You just Even when things aren't right, you're still mm-hmm. having somewhat of a good time. Um, so I think it was smart for him to come back there, which Aaron would have done the same. But, yeah, he, I think Dean will get better. And I don't know, maybe join this party up at the front. You, you would think talent-wise he could. He's got the championship in the 250 class, so it's not like he can't ride outdoor. And I'd say maybe after the break or after Wash Shugel, maybe we see his full potential. And I, I, I don't see a reason why he's not a top five guy leading laps. I mean, I, he's at that caliber. Uh, oh, simmer down, Daniel. Simmer down. Um, I don't know, JT. I don't know if Dean can get in the Tomac Anderson Muskin Webb bandwagon. I think he can lead laps, like Daniel said. And Roxanne is a question mark, so I don't know. Dean can beat Kenny, depending on which Kenny yeah. shows up. He's pretty far off right now, so. I think he'll get closer, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's hard to make up that much time and ground in the middle of the season. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's baby steps, and the you know big thing for him is just try to keep improving each weekend, and then see where you're at. You know, I, right. I don't I don't think he's looking at the weekend going, man, I I can podium this weekend right now. It's just you know 
hopefully Millville's better than Redbud was, and then you hope yep. that Washougal's better than Millville was, and you just keep working forward. Uh, Freddie Norman came back to earth a little bit. Um, just a bad start in the second moto, 13th. He kind of did, well, he, he started around there. Eighth in the first moto. It's kind of where Freddie, we thought he would be, JT. Not so much the 5-7 guy passing people at Southwick. Yeah, 8 13, uh, 13, I thought he would be a little better. But, yeah, I have him in that 8 to eight to 12 week in and week out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hey, I got a question for you okay. guys. All right. Someone asked me this. Why is Norin not racing the GPs? Can't get He's around. An outdoor guy. Yeah. He doesn't do indoor stuff. Like or he tries, but yeah. he really good outdoor rider. He's from he's not from here. Like why is he not doing the GPs? Why has that never happened? Hold on. Where's he from, Daniel? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere come on. Norway or Sweden or something? Sweden. There you go. Good Sweden. job. All right. Yeah. Um I knew he was up there. And at, I think it's a job. At some point, he was in talks with somebody, Daniel. I know that's pretty vague, but I do know he was talking to somebody about a ride over there. But, I mean, I think most of those rides are full, um, and they're the same as America. They don't pay much, those other rides, you know? So Right. Well, so just the he's not over there like, and around at all? He's not in the communication enough? Is it one of those deals? JT? I was just going to say, I think the MXGP rides are very difficult to get. You know, if he was under 23 – like Mitchell Harrison and these guys that are Sinai, you know, I think he would get a, a, a shot, no problem. But the MXGP, you know, big bike ride, they're all those guys that pointed out and moved up, and there's an, an abundance of guys. If you look at the field, it's incredibly deep over there because they've moved everybody up. And I don't think that they're – I don't think they're looking at Freddie going, well, man, that's a guy we could really use, you know. It, mm-hmm. And plus, there's really no money to be made unless you are one of the the better guys. So, I don't know. I, I would, you know, when it really comes down to it, if he wanted to take a ride on a very tight budget team with subpar equipment, he could probably pull it off. But what's that going to accomplish? Probably not right. much. Uh, Plessinger had a better day, eleven eleven, and he'll just pro- keep progressing, I would guess. So. Decent. Way way better than yeah, Southwick. Way know, better. Like, not awesome, but way right. better. Uh, Henry Miller qualified 10th and then went 10-14. Good job for Henry Miller, taking away the top mm-hmm. privateer from Freddie. Um, so good job, Henry Miller, and he'll be even better in Millville in a couple weeks. Lorenzo Lacrucio, do you see that video I posted on Instagram, you guys? He yep. ran out sure. of gas and had to push his bike. Good job, Lorenzo. Always like to see that. My question was in that, did it matter? Would he have... I'm assuming they're, you know, they lap pretty far up. Would did he actually beat anybody by pushing his bike? Well, I can uh I can take a look here for you on the lap chart. Um Yeah, I just caught Cunningham beat him. <laughs> he, like, he, he lost one. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, he lost one spot. He lost one spot. But he didn't know that, right, necessarily. So right. But yeah. lost one spot, gained like thousands of fans probably. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, uh, Barsha had a rough day. Whew. Crash first moto. Did they show it on TV? I haven't watched yet. I just watched two fifties. I don't think so. Yeah, I. I no, they showed that. him on the side. Okay, they showed him off, but I don't think they showed it. Because uh, I've asked a few people, hey, did you see it? No, nobody saw it. I saw him wheeling, uh, rolling his bike, pushing his bike off, but I never saw the crash. Second moto, he got tenth. Dean Ferris is off the team, by the way. Supposed to be there all year, but he's gone home kind of did some digging on that and he just 
I don't, I don't. Well, I don't understand it because I don't. I'm sure that Yamaha didn't break an agreement with him. But when Aaron came back, his pay scale changed, I guess, and it wasn't very good, and he wasn't making any money, so he left. But my question to the two people that told me about this was, but he knew the deal going in when Aaron came back, yeah? And I was told, yeah. Okay, all right. So Yamaha didn't, you know, didn't break any deals. It's just Dean didn't feel like it was worth it, which is fine. That's his That's his prerogative. Everything is cool. But I just, everybody knew this going in. So whatever. Dean left. <laughs> uh, he's gone. Be interesting if they get another injury if he comes back. I, I can't see it, though. Can't see that. Um, Kyle Cunningham race, JT, 13th in Moto1. Good job for Kyle Yeah, Cunningham. I was pretty disappointed with his DNF for uh, fantasy implications. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Segamoto, he had some sort <laughs> yep. of bike issue he posted. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was bummed to see him not finish, uh, finish I, Segamoto. I, I am so frustrated with guys finishing one out of two motos these days. It's like an epidemic. Maybe it's always gone on. Probably has. Yeah, you you, you tweeted about it. It makes it more painful. You tweeted about it, JT. I honestly think it's this. I don't think it's any worse than it usually is with these guys, you know? And, and that that may be okay, but it's the the fact remains whether it, whether it's a new problem or not, it's still a problem. Like you have to like look at the the championship contenders. How many times do you see them only do one out of two motos or finish one out of two? It well, never happens. Well, there's a guy I'm going to get to right away. He's having some issues, but yeah, basically no. But I'm saying like right. the the guys at the front, like they, I mean, it, come hell or high water, they're finishing both motos. You know, that's yeah. I think well, there's a lesson to be learned there. Like you have to find weight. Like Marvin was stuck underneath his bike. Guess what? He got up and got seventh. You know. Yeah. Um, Cunningham's program is loose. Like. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I'm not blaming it. If there was right. a legitimate bike issue, that right. ABA. But right. it just seems like there's so many riders now that when they face adversity it's like ah we'll get them we'll get them next time like come on dude like ride go like there's gonna be guys pulling off all over the place just like you're about to you know i can't tell you how many times i got a point or two which sucks like getting 19th or 20th is not anything to write home about but it was only because i didn't pull off right and a bunch of people did at the end of the moto like daniel blair for example daniel how many times you pull off in the outdoors i would have had to been there to pull off well, you did, you did some of them, didn't you? <laughs> I did a few back in the earliest of days. But, yeah, I would be the guy who was in the mid-20s and hoping that guys would pull off. And then whenever I had a good moto, no one ever pulled off. <laughs> Damn it. So, <laughs> didn't really work for me ever. Um, you want to talk about Pulp Mech's fantasy causing issues. Joey Savacci. No one is really a fan of Joey Savacci these days. He's having some issues. He broke a f- bent a foot peg in Moto 1 and a shifter. And then DNF'd, and then Moto2 just ate crap. He was sixth, I think. Ate crap late in the race. And this is unbelievable, Daniel. Uh, Joey's, like, he can't get going. He just cannot get going right now outdoors. It's always something. Yeah, it's weird. I took him out of my fantasy lineup, actually, and put Cunningham in. So it went like that. Um, but, no, for Savachi, it's uh, – it's weird, and my question is, is there any news or anything uh, with the Honda front for next year? Because whether it's bike problems or just his own issues, he doesn't seem like he's putting in results like he's trying to get a ride. And it's like, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm guessing the deal's not done, but at the same time, you would think that you'd be seeing these like really good rides, at least like a top five here and there, and you know, five, eight, seven, six, whatever. 
But it's like issue after issue after issue. Well, and uh, is he going? Is there? Is he got his deal next year? Does he not? Because it just it's not impressive. Even though it's not always him, it still just isn't a good look ever. I don't. I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with it. He's crashing or bike is breaking. One of the two, right? You know what? The, the end of that second moto, he was about he was two seconds, two to three seconds behind Webb for I don't know ten solid minutes at least. And I'm not saying I predicted or anything, but there was definitely, I would say, two or three times through my head, I just was like, please don't throw this away trying to beat Webb. Because I, I think he's in that spot where he's trying to get a deal done, and he wanted to pass Webb to put a stamp on it. And I, I just was, I remember just saying, please don't do anything stupid trying to catch this guy. And then, lo and behold, he just wads it up coming down that straightaway. But, mm-hmm. man, I, God, like, dude, just... It, okay, if you can get him, get him, but don't throw away a six. Trying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. finishing the damn race is step one. That's yeah. step one. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Just, that was why I was tweeting that. Is like, guys, you got to finish the race. That's a prerequisite for a good result. Yeah. Well, it, also, go, you, go, go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. If you, you get the six, okay, take it back to the truck and then come back to the next one and. Maybe make a run at Webb. I, I, yeah, but I know what you're saying. It's like he's taking these shots here and there and going for maybe a hero ride. You, when you're just coming off of DNF after DNF, just maybe stack a few together first and then maybe take your shot at Webb late in the moto. You know what I mean? It's just hard to make those moves when you have no base. Well, and yeah. I'm not, he doesn't have any base this summer at all. It's, it, there's been nothing good. You're both absolutely right. Just get the sixth, get the seventh, go 7-7 seven, seven and take it to the next week. That's yeah. <laughs> Get something, right? So. Um, he had a good high point, and that's it. So, and it's not all his fault. Again, not all his fault. He's had some bike issues. So, um, Cody Shock JT, only two weeks after I picked him in Pulp MX Fantasy, fifteen sixteen. Yeah, I don't 16. know what to tell you on him. I have, I have zero information, but I have a lot of respect. He's killing it. Good right. for him. Uh, John Short, thirty three fifteen, bike broke in the first moto. Chiz showed yeah, up. Chain, I think. Yep, Chain came out. Chiz showed up. Seventeen, nineteen for Chiz. Oh, he's probably going after Freddie. Going after Freddie. <laughs> uh, Koga, I don't want to talk about. Hashtag fantasy. Bowers had a rough day again. Um, ben LeMay had a rough day. Tweeted that he's going to get looked at. He's got some issues going on. Ben wasn't very good. Eighteen thirty-eight, so eighteen DNF for him. Um. Anything else 450-wise from either one of you? Daniel, JT? No, just pump for the next one, hoping that Kenny somehow gets better. Blake, I mean, I just hope that Blake, Barsh, all these guys can find out what's going on with themselves and get better. Just, I mean, I guess I'm being a little greedy because it's been really, really good, but yeah. still, we have a pretty stacked field, and I'd like for those guys that are maybe having their issues to clean it up just to make it that much better. But otherwise, excited for a week off in that class. And well. It's, hope it continues. It's almost like, uh, Daniel, like we've been very fortunate. It's been very deep. It's been great racing. And and now we're seven rounds down, and now we're seeing, you know, Osborne's, even if he races, he's not going to be 100%. Kenny's not 100%. We're starting to lose him. <laughs> Blake's, yeah. Blake's dropped off. Dean will, Dean will add some, some fire to the mix. Aaron will get better, but we're starting to lose him. And, that, and that's normal, you know, so. Don't you think it's uh... – it's making it more and more likely that Tomac wins this thing because yes. it's going to be that much more difficult to make up points now. 
you know, with Zach in there and Kenny at full strength, and if these guys could get in between Marvin and Eli in some motos, maybe he could make up points, but it's going to be so much more difficult to have guys get those huge points gaps. Unless, you know, Eli has a DNF or something like he did last year at Redbud. I just don't see any way to to close the gap now. Those those two are going to be at the front more times than not from here on out. 34-point lead. So, yeah. Yep. That's rough. If you're Marvin looking up at that, pardon the pun, uh, that's that's gonna be tough to overcome. Yep. Um, I saw Tim Ritchie, the owner of the facility, kept bugging him about how uh, he screwed Team USA with all the sand last year. Way to go! Sticking to his guns, that no sand, right? He is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said everybody keeps saying I had it sand. I didn't have any sand. He was getting really mad. I'm like, whatever, you screwed Team USA, <laughs> yeah, too. Sure. Think how many times he's probably heard it. Right, I'm like, you, we've you, heard it that much. you screwed Team USA, bro. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> whatever, he's walked away. <laughs> so, um, All right, uh, that's the 450 class from Redbud. Fly Racing, Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and the folks at uh, Maxxis Tires, and uh, we want to thank the folks at Racetech as well. Jerry Robin, who we're going to talk about here, uses Racetech. Uh, Michael Lessie runs Racetech. Tyler Medellia uses Racetech. Zombie Chris Blos and Supercross was a Racetech guy. Get your motor work, get your suspension work done from the folks at Racetech. Pulp19 is the code to save with those guys. Thank you for, for those guys. And uh, thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, of course. The Formula Helmet out, killing it. And uh, Max's Tires, MXSTs. Um, AJ Cantonzaro ran those in Supercross. Very, very good tire. Great mountain bike tire. Alpine Stars, Tech 7s, my boot of choice. Tech 10s, all new for uh, 2019 as well. So Alpine Stars, uh, great company. You know the name and you know the products that they make. So, all right, let's get going in the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. First up, uh, I guess the big news for the 250 class, AC's first moto, got third, got docked two spots, and was very pissed about it. And, And I get it. Like, I went back and watched it today. I saw it live, then I went back and watched it today. And, I mean, he, he collides with Amart, almost dies, comes back on the track. Um, there was another instance where he got off the track, came back in. He lost time. The one that they didn't like was the finish line one, and he lost time to Joey Crown but stayed ahead of him. Uh, and then they also brought up, according to Adam, they said, and that move on Nichols, which is ridiculous, by the way. Nichols tries to get him on the outside, and they hit handlebars, and Nichols goes shooting off the track. Um, I don't know. I this this feels like, and Adam said it. This feels like, hey, you got lucky at Lakewood, man, and we're gonna get you now. Because I still, I didn't see the two spots there, JT. I didn't see it. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think he was in a situation where they, I think they made the right call in Colorado. I think it was the right one, but I think he used up any mulligans or any rope. So if I think they made a kind of a silent agreement that if there's anything else judgment call, it's going to go the other way this time. And How do you I, feel I about that, though? Happen. How do you feel about that? Should it be like that way? Uh, Shouldn't we judge everything in a vacuum, I, JT? I in a vacuum? I think it should be in a vacuum, yes. I do. Okay, thank you. Uh, but I, I think the bigger point, and I, I do think they have a point with this, is that when Adam goes off the track, he's got to stop holding it wide open on the side of the track. I think that that is the biggest thing they're complaining about, and I think that's why he lost two spots, right or wrong, and I don't think he should have lost two spots. I'll, I will come out and say that. But I think their point is 
if you're going to go off the track, which this, you know, this is three times or whatever in this series, you can't hold it wide open down the straightaway. And Colorado, they got it right. I really believe they got it right. I don't think they should have done anything about it. This one, I don't think they got it right. I think two two spots is pretty harsh. I think maybe five seconds, if you're going to do something like that, would probably be more appropriate. I don't even know if that would have changed anything, but five seconds is seems like it's kind of more of a fair penalty. Right. Uh, but I think that's the bigger point is just when you go off, man, you've got to be careful about your acceleration on the side of the track. And, and it's going off the track should be a penalty to you. It should penalize you somehow, some way, because you're going off the track. You well, know, that's part of it. You made a mistake. But when you hold it wide open along the side of the track, you're almost negating the fact that you made a mistake. Yeah. And I think that's what they're looking at. If you look, Crown makes up time on them. But how much is is yeah is 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 up for all debate, right. Daniel? Where do you stand on all this? Oh man! Um, first off, I, I kind of like the fantasy thing where JT's talking about: Are these guys have they always been, you know, quitting one moto, finishing, and now we're looking at it way more? I feel like this is like the first year where this has happened enough times where I'm actually paying attention to how they penalize. Never really paid attention to because I don't feel like it happens that often, but. With the Jorgensen guy in Supercross and now AC twice, this is all of a sudden like a thing. It's just ha- happening all the time. And, again, for me, it goes back to the rule and the punishment. The rule, I get it. You don't want to make up time. It, you, JT's right. You have to be penalized in some way. You made a mistake. You went off the track. question is, is why is it two spots? Why is it not one or three? Why can't it be five seconds or ten or three? I don't understand how they're going to ever get it right when it's so left open to determination. It's, and I'm with JT again. I feel like Colorado was fair. You could see that Adam made the mistake and then backed off, almost made like a visual or like let everyone know, hey, look, I'm not whatever. He didn't do that as much on this one. He looked over, but he did pin it. So, and I do, I mean, I guess I get it. But at the same time, again, if I'm Adam, I'm just frustrated because it's like, you let me go on the one. You well, didn't let me go on this one. They're both very similar. I didn't gain any positions, but at the same time, you have to do something. So I, I don't know. I feel like this is like, like in other sports, every year the the sanction or the the league or whatever they'll get together and they'll talk about rule changes and what needs to be cleaned up. This has got to be cleaned up because it's annoying that we keep I, talking about it because it's just annoying. Like it needs to be way more clear, a clear rule and a clear punishment. Because if these guys are really just deciding to make a decision on this one because of the last one, and they're going to throw in the Nichols thing in there, and they're going to give you a mulligan once, but not – that's way too wishy-washy. Well, it needs to be black and white. The MX Sports, official, the MX Sports official brought up the Nichols thing. I mean, did either one of you see anything wrong with that? Nothing. Right? I mean, JT? No. I, no. They, they said – according to Adam, this isn't – you know, I didn't get gospel, but Adam said that they were like, and the Nichols thing. Well, What? What? <laughs> yeah, I think they were just they're just saying you went off the track again. I, I but I don't think there's any that doesn't hold water in my opinion, you know, None, just yeah. something in the heat of the moment so, to add on to so it. So last week or at Southwick, yeah, last week, Southwick. Ferrandis goes off the track. I don't know if you guys saw that. Ferrandis goes all over the berm, almost into photographer, makes a hard right, and because it's sand, you see he just grabs a handful and goes right in and dives right in front of McElrath. Like, n- again, like, I, that, I don't believe that was punishable, what Ferrandez did. 
and I, I videoed it. We're gonna, I'm gonna try to maybe put it on social this week. He went around the house. He went over the berm, right? Yeah, over the berm. Out of the berm. Yeah. Yeah. And then went right. So he was going too fast. He goes off the track like JT, like which is exactly like your point, which makes a lot of sense. Like you should be punished. You made a mistake to go off the racetrack. He 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 uses this the next lane as a berm and just pins it back on the track. Nothing happened, and nothing should have happened. But if you're going to do Adam this week, I mean, the Colorado thing, Adam cut so much of the track off that that, that, that needed to be a thing. I, I'm with JT that it shouldn't be penalized, but that needed to be a process and a review and all of that. It, it did. Don't, because, but don't you, just, don't you just feel like he was almost like on probation from Colorado, and then this was, you know, he... But, but Dylan did the same thing in Southwick. I know, I know, but I, my point is, if Colorado never happened, I don't think they'd do anything about this. So it was almost like he was well, on a super secret probation, and then he violated his parole. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, probation at Redbud. Think of all the guys that have been. I don't think it's fair. Yeah, I don't think it's fair, but I think that's what happened. Think of all the guys that have been promo, probation and Supercross, and nothing's happened, right? Well, okay, and how about that? Remember the Bowers thing with Barsha? Oh, and how we yeah. kind of assume that the reason why Bowers was DQ'd so quickly is because of his history and his past and whatever. That's the same kind of thing. If Adam was seriously on some kind of secret prob- probation from this, which again was not his fault, there was about a half a mile where the banners blocking his ability to get back on the track in Colorado. It's not his fault. But if there, if, if any part of this decision was made because of Colorado or because of Nichols, if, if that was 1% influential on, t- on yesterday's decision, that's wrong because that means there's too many variables outside of what actually happened. It should just be based on what happened alone. And well, that's in a vacuum. Why they, yes. It, should it had be, been, but they I can't. Mean, I, I think in, in the real world that we live in, I think it had to be. I think there had to be lingering, uh, a lingering effect from Colorado because I, I believe that Yamaha proper was crying, you know, they were screaming bloody murder about Colorado and nothing happened. Nothing was decided. So I think something happened again. There was another incident at Redbud, and now, you know, Yamaha is okay, well. going to do the same thing. I think they felt like they had to act. Right or wrong, I'm not saying I support yeah. that decision. I just think that was well, the thought process. N- then Paranis is now should be announced double secret probation for Southwick. And I'll show you guys the clip, you know, when I get it ready. But Well, get yeah. Justin Cooper's clip from High Point, too. Yeah, well. I mean, like... I, Ferrandis is just pinning it, dude, and, and bouncing, almost bouncing off photographer, then bouncing off the other lane of the track, using it as a berm to get right back in front of McElrath. Like, I think, I think so. Cowie should have protested him, even if nothing happened and AMA didn't say anything, like was huh. like, no, we're not doing anything, just so it was on record, just like Colorado. Yeah, I, that would have probably been the right move to make. Just so if it happens again, they can be like, okay, guys, this is well, twice, and you haven't done anything. You know, I, I feel like yeah. I, I feel like Adam got screwed. Like seriously, I, I saw no problem. With any of that, and the Nichols pass, and the Nichols attempted pass was not, nothing wrong. Hey, I think fair, though, they got the penalty wrong. Two spots yeah, too much. To be, but to be fair, uh, Adam also is so lucky that he did not crash when he went off the track there on the finish line. That was so close to being a bad Adam moment. Like he, I mean, he probably oh, he almost even yeah. like, hey, I got away with one. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Um, so Ferrandis, one one, great rides. Uh, one last year here as well. Pass Cooper now in the points, JT. So, yeah. Maybe it's Ferrandez is going to put some heat on the 92. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know the thing about it with a with a nice lead like Adam has, you don't have to win all the time. You almost just have to keep the status quo. You know, as long as you don't let Ferrandis get on some crazy run. You know, okay, he won one. If you can find a way to go win Millville, you're right back to, to zero again. You know what I mean? So that's the upside of having a big cushion is you have you can you can give up that weekend where you get some points away. Now you just got to go get them back and just kind of keep it keep it kind of seesaw. And then he's just going to run out of time eventually. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if uh, what Ferrandis can do with this momentum because he certainly found his rhythm. Um, you know, I don't I don't think there's any panic for Adam, but he's he's definitely going to have to win some races down the stretch here. I think. Yeah, he extended his lead. You know, so yeah, that part was good. Um, Daniel, well, yeah, that's I mean that's one way to look at it, right. but you know, I well, it's hard to think that way when you're now you're worried about Ferrandis and that lead kind of came down from Ferrandis. Uh, Dylan, or Dylan, uh, Daniel, do you think Dylan, will Cooper step back up or do you think Dylan's going to be the guy for Adam from here on out? Uh, everything I ever predict is wrong. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. I'm really bad at predictions. Um, but I would say for Andis, probably just because he's finally got his starts figured out, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's changed. I've always been confused how, like, a 130-pound dude on a Star Yamaha can't get good starts. But whatever reason, he's got it figured out now. And look how good he is. He's won four of the last five uh, motos, that is. And Cooper, I mean, Justin Cooper is riding awesome, and he's definitely in the elite group in that class. But he's only got, the one, what, the one moto win or two moto wins and one overall. He's still a little fresh and new in this class. I, I think it's Dylan versus Adam from here on out. And I'm with JT. Adam has to manage this the way he's been. He's been 12 out of 14 motos on the podium. That's really, really good. But at the same time, if I'm Adam, i got to be at least a little concerned because this is the same guy who was yeah, a decent amount back in Supercross and with four rounds to go, close it up and beat you. And he's also the guy who is now winning these motos. Kind of, um, you know, it's not like he's lucking into them. He's, he's winning these things straight up. So, if you're Adam, you're right. You gotta win a couple more of these things and then stay on that, you know, that podium streak. But if I'm him, I've got to be concerned. Dylan is he's finding it at the right time. And then early in the season, he mentioned how he was a little burnt, not burned out, but he was a little bit of a hangover from Supercross. That's all he ever wanted. He wasn't that motivated to start. Well, I'm guessing he's probably pretty motivated right now, and that's scary. He's won four or five, so I. I I think it's going to be Dylan versus Adam. Um, you know, one big bad moto from either one could really just change everything. But as it sits right now, Dylan's been chipping away, and that's what he did in Supercross at the end. So I, I, if I'm Dylan, I'm pretty excited. If I'm Adam, I'm starting to be a little concerned. Can you imagine, Daniel, if he nips him the last round again? Oh, boy. I wouldn't even know how to respond, man. I would be <laughs> – just, I'd just be happy that I'm not there to have to do the interview. Uh um, Will can take that one. Yeah, really, right? Uh, yeah, it should be a good battle down the stretch for sure. I think I think Adam needs this week off more so. Um, just a little – lacking a little spark, you know? That's what it looks like, actually, yeah. yeah. He doesn't look as polished and – I wouldn't say aggressive because he's still pushing hard. It just doesn't look as efficient and clean. He def- I think you're right. He needs the the, mo- the week off just to kind of kill Dylan's momentum because Dylan is just on fire, and I a week off would do him good and probably hurt Dylan a little bit and maybe help Justin out a little bit too. I think he needs a week off, but you're Dylan right now. You're probably bummed. You'd like to keep going because you whatever you found, you found it. Well, um, and a week off can change that. You never know. I mean, what happens during the week? Like Zach, you just never know what can happen. Nope. 
week in and week out. But a week off, that gives you more time to have issues at home. And I, I don't know. I, it, for Adam, for sure, it's a benefit, I think. Speaking of finding it, JT, uh, Troll Train found some horsepower. Two hole shots. Of course, it being JGR, it can't all go smooth. Um, you know, brakes, bike brakes with three turns to go. Um, but Troll Train was all new. They gave, got him a new motor package. And even Peters pulled the start in Moto 1, I believe. Peters was right there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, check out the JGR Suzuki guys. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I mean, this was the Amart we expected to see all season. So, yeah, I think we're, we're, we were all happy for Alex and obviously devastated in the first Moto 2. But, uh, dude. Cool to see, uh, cool to see him back in the mix, and it's at least salvaging something because it's been rough and tumble over there for for him. I was talking to Adam afterwards in the Cowie truck after the press conference. He's like, "Dude, Troll Train, he's a vet. His lines are sneaky." I'm like, "Yeah, bro, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Like, you're not gonna get by him pulling these stupid tricks on the 28 uh, year old Alex Martin, you know?" Um, his, his line on the. Uh... On Morocco's Leap, where yeah. he's kind of landing sideways, and right. then so sick. he's landing on the side of the track and yep. then shooting left. That was pretty cool. He never did the leap all day. Never once. So <laughs> that's, not, that's not that surprising, I guess. Um, I don't think Adam ever did it either. No, Adam was doing it. Yeah, he was. Um, then Early in Moto1, he was, and then he backed it off. Okay. Uh, hey, the uh, Hampshire Lawrence uh, guys, Geico, uh, RJ, uh, really good in that first moto, man. That's impressive. He was great. Uh, Hunter Lawrence as well in the first moto came from way back, crashed to eighth. Uh, both guys afterwards, JT, sort of told me without telling me that they need more horsepower. Yeah. it's. I mean, I've heard that sentiment from a lot of people mentioning that interview that you did with them. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if there's a response by – the team, you know, I, I doubt that they take that lightly, you know, I, but it's hard to say, man. Riders complaining about bikes is the oldest story in the books. So, look, even with a weekend yeah. off, you know, maybe they try to find some more power for these guys, but I <laughs> doubt they would go public with comments like that if it wasn't true. Adam, I mean, even Adam, though, who's getting hole shots and winning races, is like, dude, those Starbucks are ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah that's, you know, that's a. That's been the theme for a while. You know, right. I remember Millville last year. Uh, I was standing on that triple up that's really difficult to make, and the star bikes were making it so much easier than everybody else. I think they just have more torque, and when the track's super deep, mm. you can see it even even more clearly, uh, which Red Bud, you know, exiting those turns is really deep, so I think it plays even a bigger role um, at some of those tracks than others. How about RJ's first moto, though? That was good, dude. He was good. Speed was good, yeah. He's yep. just so inconsistent, man. He can't find no, nope. can't find it both motos right now. Um, Hartraff, good day. Six twelve. Uh, McAdoo nine ten. Masterpool was good, Daniel. Ty Masterpool. Yeah, first moto was awesome, and you know what's funny with him is you're seven rounds in now, so he's kind of a regular name now. You're he's a rookie, whatever. That kid was like in the schoolboy class less than a year ago. And I don't think ever rode B or A. Didn't he? Did he just? Get, I think he went straight from schoolboy. Yeah, he never rode to A. Town. Yeah, he never rode A. I guess. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Which is, I know people have done that in the past. Um, that's not the, you know, I think Adam did that, right? Didn't Adam go? Adam did something crazy like that and skipped A or something. There's other guys that have done it. Mm-hmm. But with him, you just you kind of forget that because you get into a championship and you're like, oh, he's a rookie. Drake's a rookie. There's all these. Ro-. 
dude, that kid is a kid. And to get fourth at that track um, in a field that's relatively okay. I mean, I know they've lost Chase and Christian. There's a few guys out. But for the most part, most of the top guys are there. And I, I, I'm impressed by him. I mean, he's just a little dude out there. And you can only imagine he's going to get better. He's just kind of figuring out he's just a kid. And I, you're not going to get probably two motos out of him like mm-hmm. that yet. But to get one like that should make star and you know everybody in his circle go okay we're really good because a fourth is really solid that class for someone with literally no pro experience uh, two months ago so I, I i'm super impressed by him jt mosman came back wasn't as good as he's been you know just goes to show you i guess mm-hmm. not 100 percent, still banged up yeah i think he'll get better though i mean he wasn't terrible right um but I, th- I think it'll come back pretty quickly Oh, uh, Nick Gaines. Another good race for Nick Gaines, man. 13-18. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's good. His lap times are really good, like middle of the moto. He was doing lap times that were comparable to guys in the top 10. Um, he's just not up there with them on the start. And, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. Like, he'll have one bad lap and he'll have a crazy good lap, which is like what Mac and those guys are doing. So uh, he's got the potential to be closer to, you know, 10 to 12 more often if he could – Get the whole package together. You know who's frustrating to watch? Mitchell Oldenburg. God, he's frustrating. He's good. He's a good rider. He's got good form. He he's is. got good speed. Yeah. And he just can't get it together. He crashes a lot. Um. Yeah. Parker Master. Yeah, I, think going on a, I think he pushes too hard. I think he like he rides on the edge too much, in my opinion. I think that's why right. he crashes so much in Supercross. I just don't think he's. He, he's got crazy sprint speed, but there's a limit to where you can do that speed for 35 minutes without crashing. And I don't mm-hmm. I think he just pushes too much. Daniel, what do you got on Parker Mashburn? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I have nothing either, dude. So I, I'm laughing at you, but he's an amateur and he raced in Canada two weeks ago, I guess, for a first pro race. He went to Canada in the mutter. So I don't think it went too well because it was a complete mutter, but good job for Parker Mashburn. 17-16. know some people that know him okay. from Texas, and they were basically like, uh, I don't think it's going to go that well. Oh. Well, it it went very well. So he proved a lot of people wrong. Good for him. I mean, that's a really strong start to your pro career. Yeah. Or he's just going to go race Loretta's again. Is that how it's going <laughs> to go? Just We're just going to do that. We're going to be we're gonna be half pregnant. Um. Uh, what else? Uh, Kyle Peters, seventh. Good job for Kyle Peters, first moto. A sneaky seventh. I never even really realized until I was looking at the result that he got seventh. Good job. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rough summer for him. Yeah. He hasn't been the national since 2016. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I've seen you out here. He's like, no. I'm like, okay. Um, Joey Crown. I wish we had Wygan on to talk about Joey Crown, but... <laughs> Joey Crown pulled some starts. That's for sure. He did. Yeah. I was pretty bummed about his, his uh, motorcycle. He was on my fantasy team, so I was pretty bummed out about his motorcycle in the first moto. Um, JT, but, the, uh, the plane. He got really tired in the second moto. The, and he was really tired in the first moto. Too, yeah, he was. Quick, but, the, I mean, he was unbelievably tired in the second moto. The plane has hit the mountain with Derek Drake, JT. The plane has crashed oh, into the gosh. mountain. Can somebody check on Tower Keith? See if he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be emotionally distraught Dude. over this 
this program. This kid, I mean, look, it's early, so you don't want to make too much judgments, but he's got some work to do. Well, between Cantrell and Falk and Drake now, yeah, it's got to be stressful for him right now. That's NorCal's own, Daniel Blair, Derek Drake. That's Central Cal's own. Oh, sorry. He's closer to SoCal than NorCal, so don't don't lump him in with my people like Stank Dog, our people. Yeah, sorry. I, I won't put him in the Stank Dog Brandis category. My bad. <laughs> uh, Brandis. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Jerry Robin was up there. Good job, Jerry. A lot of Jerry haters out there. Good job, though, Jerry. What'd he get? The DNF Takamoto? Yep. Yeah, he hit his balls really hard. <laughs> so you're telling you're telling him good job for finishing one out of two motors. He had speed. He looked good. He's putting it together. Last week was great. Back off, Jerry. Leave Jerry alone. I, I'm, I asked you. I just asked you a question. That's all. Well, I know you're getting ready to talk about guys pulling off. That's why I, I prevented. No, I, I was more questioning you pumping him up when he DNF one out of two motos. That was all. He showed speed, dude. We can work with speed. He's always shown speed. That's why he's been such a fantasy killer. But uh-huh. he, he has been better in 2019 than ever before. I will I will give you that. Jordan Bailey, anybody? Crash or bike broke in Sakamoto? I don't know. Looks like bike. He was in the mechanics area on TV. Okay. Jacob so Hayes. It's, it's been – Yeah. It's... He's had unexplainable bike issues all season. Kevin Morans got points in both motos. He's starting to – He's solid, man. Yeah, he's starting to be pretty good. Starting to figure it out. You know yeah. who else is solid, dude? Zane Merritt. Yep. I like the name Zane. I like this guy's hair. He he was way back in the first moto, and he never gave up. He came from, God, I don't know. He's probably 38th. He, yep. he was up front early. Then he fell. Yeah, he was, intent. he was intent at one point. Yep, then he fell. Then he went all the way from 33rd to 20th, got a point. Second moto, uh, got cra- was again top 10 off the start, eight shit. Got up, charged up. I think he made it to twenty first or twentieth yeah. again. Went down, 25th. went down, got twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah. Zane Merritt. He was dude. pretty tired. He was pretty tired in the the end of the second moto, but he didn't quit. Have you seen his hair, Daniel Blair? Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, it's majestic. And the name Zane, like Zane's a cool name. Yeah, and back to how he was riding, so we can get off his name and his hair for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but guys like him and Moran's, like, it's like they've realized that that 18, 19, 20 spot is up for grabs because you're going to have a factory guy or two go out. You're going to have some issues with some of those whatever. If you just work your ass off and then never quit, you probably can get to that 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And for those guys, that is so important to get a point or get two because maybe you stack up enough to get a number. I mean, it's funny because there's a, there's a group of guys around that same speed, probably all the way to 30th, but there's a few that always grind it out to the very end and always get those last couple points. And yeah. that should be a message to some of those guys out there that, hey, step up your work ethic because you could take that step and be a 18 to 20 guy. And that's, for some guys, that's are where you, it starts. Are you and JT going to join a group where you just yell at the clouds all day and talk about how never quit, <laughs> both of you? Um, well... You just mimic I mean, what, yeah, what Jay said, right? There's there's evidence of what happens in the guys that don't. Well, and there's evidence of what happens to the guys that do. They get trashed on all your shows. So <laughs> just for your own rep, stop quitting, or JT will destroy you into to the end of time. Or or Dan Truman <laughs> on the fantasy pod. 
Um, yeah, but he's like mean about it. See, JT is. You could tell he's frustrated, but JT's also frustrated with his own picking strategy. You know, you could tell he really. I think Dan is just more violent and and Paul. Dan and Paul are are yeah. So Paul Paul's a he's a full blown quitter. I've listened to all the fantasy shows. You could tell he quit after round three. He don't even care. You could tell. <laughs> um, he's given up. But Moran's will never like wow you with speed. He just keeps going. Like look at his lap times. He's pretty solid. He just keeps going. So good job for Moran's. Um, all right. Anything else? Want to talk about Zane Merritt again? <laughs> no. Talk about his hair. Week off, though, and everybody I talk to, from mechanics to riders to managers, everyone is needing this week off right now. This, is, <laughs> this has been a hard stretch, man, for these guys. So uh, Sexton should be back uh, for next round. Obviously, the heat is getting to him, so he sat out this weekend. But all right. Um, I still think Adam and Eli take this thing home. Both of you agree? I'm Eli much more. Sure. Oh, go, yeah. go ahead, JT. Same. No, I was echoing what you're saying. Eli, for sure. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on the 250 yet. Are you 100 percent on Eli? Yes. Oh, see, I'm only like probably 90. Oh, I'm I the push, over for me. I would push every chip in. On oh, Eli. you would. Okay, because and Adam. Okay. I'm scared. To be honest. <laughs> I'm scared. Like, for him, I, I really am. And the reason why is because as good and consistent as he's been and as much as I want to believe he's turned the page, that off-track ex- excursion, whatever, whatever you call it, was so close to being bad. And we've still seen him off the track a lot this year. And, okay, he's not going down, but he's going off the track. When is one of those off the tracks going to end up down? And when he does that and loses 15 points in a moto – I mean, I mean that that could happen, and that's where again it is he he still scares me. I just, and I guess until he holds the number one plate, I'm going to always be a little terrified, just because I've I've seen it too much. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not so worried about Adam throwing it away as I am for Andis just being you know too good down the stretch. That's I'm, I don't think Adam's going to do anything stupid, or I hope mm-hmm. he doesn't. Uh, but. There's a lot of motos left, and and the points with what is it, 25? Is that what the lead is? Yep. That can uh, that can shrink pretty quickly, and with two motos a weekend. Um, it is uh no, it's uh 18, it's 25. Yep, sorry, my bad, my math is not. Dylan was 15 down in Supercross with four to go. He's 25 down with 10 to go. Like that's that's nothing. Right. Did you see Dylan said he's? Did you see Dylan said he's not going to his nations? He just they asked him about it in the press conference. He just said, I got to go watch it again. But I believe I was half paying attention and half talking to Vanessa from Cowie uh, PR. Um, I believe he said, American riders are going to get lapped there. I'm not going. It's going to be tough. And, and then Adam jumped in with, we should just ride the MotoGP track. <laughs> I'm down with that. No sand, just concrete. So asphalt. They're claiming, they're claiming that they're not going to use the same dirt they have in the past. That's what they're claiming. <laughs> that's bait. Dude, they are going to be laughing as they pour the sand on there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I'm just telling you what was said. I believe Giuseppe that's, will be on the dozer himself, just dumping it on there and just laughing. From what I've seen the last six years, it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> it's a good point. That is an excellent point. It could be SoCal hard track, hard pack. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter. Dude, it could be hard pack, SoCal, Supercross, and it'll rain, and we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? So, uh, does Troll Train win, win Millville? Do we have it figured out? Podium, but no, not win. All right. Yeah. Daniel? Podium. Podium, no win. But I think from here on out, he'll be a little better. I think he needed he needed this weekend just to you remind himself a little bit, you know? And then apparently, you said with this new motor package, the bike looked pretty dang good. I mean, I, I, in fact, I watched it back the second time just to kind of pay attention to his bike only. Mm-hmm. It did look good. He was doing some weird stuff where even when he would land in some really deep stuff, that thing was pulling a lot better than it's looked in the past. So kudos to them for the improvement, and I think one good weekend from him. Kind of, you know, a little reminder that, hey, I belong up front. So I think from here on out, I think he's top five, top three. Do you think they just put a big bore in it, Daniel? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, hey, when things are looking bad all the time, I mean, why not? You know, it's like, what? it couldn't be any worse. Let's just throw a big one in there. I don't don't know. I doubt it, but hey. I'm joking. I'm kidding. Hey, maybe the AMA just gives him a pass and says, hey, you guys, it's been a rough go. Here's an extra 5cc just for you. I mean, seeing as though they just kind of make things up on the fly, I probably did that. Well, they could do like MotoGP, like when they they did for Ducati a few years ago, and just give them more fuel and do things to help them get more competitive because they want everybody to be competitive. I mean, that's literally what they did. Like, Ducati was way behind the eight ball. So they're just like, okay, here's more fuel. So now you can turn up your fuel management, and you can add more power, and you can do all these things, and then now they're back in the, the fray. Like, it's just crazy how... Like NASCAR does the same thing. Like yeah. uh, Chevys are too good. Let's change the let's change the the wing and you know change some of the geometry and whatever like the aero stuff and bring everybody back to the middle again. Right. It's crazy how they do that. Yeah. But my question was, yeah, okay. so you're saying they you know had some improvement to the engine package for people who are out there who aren't you know clued into that stuff. Give an example of what that could be. Like what? How could they find power just midweek or mid-season like that um they could like get a part in that they've waited forever you know to, to get uh, a lighter valve spring a different cam profile you know to, to make it it takes a while to, to grind some cams out so they mm-hmm. they could have a package that they test and they like and they go racing with it and the riders all like it but then dean baker there could have something with that you know makes a bit more horsepower but it has more hit um and the riders could test it and be like, nah, I don't like it. Or it could be the, the part where they order more parts. Um, Amart right, right. Amar said, Amart told me that the old package had a lot of hit and it signed off early. But again, the riders mm-hmm. picked this. It's not like the, the, you know, the riders have tested it. And then this one revs more up top and takes a little bit off the hit off the bottom. So it could be a combination of both things. You know, I, I, I highly doubt the JGR was hiding this spec, right? Like, you know how it goes. The, the, it's always oh, yeah, yeah. improvement and uh, it's always... Yeah, and and I we both have lived through that. I just there are a lot of people who haven't, so they just like, oh, the bike's just faster now. Like, how well, you know, yeah. people at home are like, how the hell did they just get it faster? Oh, yeah. Why didn't they make well, it faster sooner? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's cam profiles. I would think the piston is no problem. Lots of people have those. It could be tie valve springs, or it could be anything like that that gives it a little bit extra extra motor. So, yeah. um, but I would think that the guys, you know, they would test it and pick pick a package that they like. So. Yeah. I could tell you just from my experience with JGR, and it's been years now, but you know the changes that Dean Baker would make with fuel maps were huge, huge differences. 
positive and, and negative, you know, from one match to the other. And he was constantly tweaking those and building new ones. And I mean, that, that was the biggest change of anything on the motorcycle for me was the fuel map. It was mm-hmm. insane how much you could change or make it better or worse with yeah. that. So maybe they, maybe they spent some time with that too. Yeah, that could be it. Yep. Um, all right. Well, week off. Um, anything else, Daniel Blair? Just, just uh, no, two- thanks for having me on though. Just Good to talk to you guys. JT, how's that gear looking? Sure. Uh, I'm saying solid to quite solid. I'm excited. You mean the new gear? I haven't seen it yet. The new gear? Excited. Daniel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking about your, your kid's deal again. I, every time you're on the show, you ask about your kid's deal. Lifetime deal. We're, we know we're good. <laughs> you want a contract? Uh, you want money? I don't know. Nope. Just uh, excited for the new stuff to come out in a couple weeks. Getting itchy. All right. Yeah. Big Fly 2020 launch. Washugal weekend. The guys should be on it in it and it should be exciting so uh got into it this weekend with max at fly jt about the black gear he says that black is not hotter and there's been studies done on this and i said okay all right so we moved yeah. on. we moved on right. I, I i uh i asked him about this at florida because the the Rocky Mountain KTM guys had black mesh on, and mm-hmm. I said, what are we doing here? You know, like, we right. got to get these guys in something besides black, and he wasn't happy about me asking him about it. So, <laughs> Well, um, so then I asked, I know, so, I, me asking, I, so me doubling down probably wasn't great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just set him right off. Uh, for well, me, if it's hot, I don't want black on. Test, right, wrong, logic. Right. You know, you can show me all the science in the world. I just don't want to wear black if it's super hot. I, I'll take my chances with that. So. I told him, Max, when I go under a truck – tent truck under a tent at the races and it's balls hot if it's a white tent or a black tent i can tell the difference standing underneath the truck you can tell and but i will say on his side of things i've been bicycling with the kinetic mesh fly kinetic mesh jersey and i i don't get hot i don't know it doesn't feel hot it's super vented as we know that stuff so um maybe he has something i don't know but anyways yeah, so, so and I can be get totally this? just off base, but I don't want I don't want to wear right. black. Well, Fro Fro made it work in '97. JT, he did. Well, <laughs> so let me get this straight, guys. Okay. JT brings it up to Max. Max isn't happy. Steve brings it up to Max. Max isn't happy. So then you want to bring it up on this show, <laughs> so thousands of people can hear. You think Max is going to be happy about that? It's a gr- excellent point, <laughs> Daniel. That's an excellent point. I mean, I, that's called tripling down, right, Steve? I don't think of these things often. You know, beforehand. So, okay. Well, well, Max, if you're out there, I had nothing to do with this. You got my address. Send me that new kid's gear when it gets out. <laughs> exactly. Just cover yourself. All Just right. Get my gear to me, and we're good. Right. Well, and Daniel, is there anything you want to talk about? Supercross? Should, should we should we get ready for Anaheim Monster Cup? I guess. No, I I told you from this year alone, from May till August, I'm an outdoor guy. I'm watching every lap, loving it. And so, we'll so talk about Supercross in September. Okay, we should throw in a plug for EagleGrit.com, your your little side sure. business. Please check it out. I appreciate it. Yeah, Pulp MX code saves you money with EagleGrit.com. The tons of teams using the hand cleaner. Lots of shops. If you need, if you're a shop and you need your the best hand cleaner out there, please check out EagleGrit.com. So that's right. Um, all right, let's fly racing racer X podcast. Red Bud wrap up. Daniel Blair, Jason Thomas. Thanks, boys. Thank you. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. 
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.